No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I say unto you, be not anxious for your life, what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body, what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by being anxious, can add one cubit unto his stature? And why be ye anxious for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore, be not anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Be not therefore anxious for the morrow, for the morrow shall be anxious for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Anxiety is today one of the most prevalent mental health problems in the UK and elsewhere. And it is still underreported, underdiagnosed and undertreated. It's estimated that one in four people in this country will experience a mental health problem this year, while one in six will experience a more serious neurotic disorder such as depression. Combined depression and anxiety is the most prevalent mental health problem in the population as a whole. In overall, it accounts for as much as 30% of the mental health problems seen by GPs in the country. It is also increasingly becoming a political issue. In studying this important gospel reading from Matthew chapter 6, you may note variances in the language used between different versions of this piece of scripture. The version I have just read repeatedly uses the word anxious. The King James Bible and the 1662 Book of Common Prayer says, take no thought for your life. Why take ye thought for raiment? Unnecessary and underproductive thought is today called worry. And indeed, this is the word we find repeated in this passage in more recent versions of the Bible. Don't be anxious. Do not waste thought. Don't worry. Whatever the words, the message Jesus gives us is the same. A warning about anxiety and worry 
as much a fact of life today as 2,000 years ago. Hakuna Matata, words in Swahili, which many of you may well have heard before. If like me, you have young grandchildren, you will associate these words with a warthog and meerkat dancing with an unhappy young lion cub called Simba, telling him to forget his troubled past and start living in the present. You probably know it as the song written by Tim Rice from The Lion King. Or perhaps some of us are old enough to remember a reggae song, Top of the Pops in the late 80s, that helped introduce the world to the phrase, don't worry, be happy, words that still resonate widely today. And those of you who have been down under will be very familiar with the phrase everyone seems to use there all the time, and I won't try the Aussie accent. No worries. Don't worry, hakuna matata, no worries. In words of our popular culture, this is the abiding message from Jesus that we need to take away today from our gospel reading. And how ironic to be talking here in the center of the square mile about worry. To me, the whole culture of trading in the city seems designed to generate worry, whether hoping for shares going up or exchange rates going down, spread betting, CD trading, selling short, hedging portfolios, buying futures, assessing and taking risk. Business in these complex financial areas is really not for the anxious or the worrier. Ironically, the main worry Jesus is concerned with is the worry caused by materialism. Matthew 6, verse 24 says, you cannot serve both God and money, or mammon, as the gospel has it. A man cannot serve two masters. What Jesus is saying is that money gives orders. It bosses us around. It directs our actions. If we each have our priorities right, there is only one boss one master, and that is God himself. Jesus then goes on to give us several reasons why we should not worry. So let's just look very quickly at some of these. In worrying, we can easily miss the whole point of living. Verse 25 says, don't worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes? Jesus reminds us life is far more important than material things. So often our concerns today about what are really quite trivial matters, often driven to spending decisions by marketing professionals, of which I must admit to once having been myself in an earlier life. We can occupy ourselves with which brand of food, drink, clothing, perfume or car, which is our preferred coffee shop. And as a woman, I plead guilty as charged. How if, however, if we worry ourselves seeking fulfillment in material things, we will miss the whole point of life. And that is to have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Worry is not required. Jesus tells us to look at the birds of the air. They don't sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? A bird does not sit on a branch worrying about the next meal. 
He is kept alive by food provided by nature, such as worms, insects, and seeds. Not worrying does not, of course, mean the bird can say sitting on a branch all day, tweeting away to his heart's content. There is a bit of hunting and searching to do. But food is there to be found. God has provided. Jesus encourages us to look at the birds and to think how he provides for them. And we can take that example through to all God's creation. All are provided for. And worry is a total waste of time. It's unproductive. It's often said that 97% of the things we worry about actually never happen. And Jesus says, who by worrying can add an inch to his height or a single hour to his life? Worry is futile. It will not make you taller. It most certainly won't make you live longer, rather the opposite. And worry is wholly incompatible with faith. Jesus goes on to say, and why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Faith is the antidote to worry. Faith means having trust in God's care and provision. To be a Christian is to walk confidently each day in a trusting relationship with God. We have a bag carrier, and he is carrying our bags of worry. And occasionally, when we most need it, he is able to carry us too. For the pagans run after all these things, Jesus says, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. Having our concern focused on acquisition is a characteristic of those who do not believe, says Jesus. God already knows our every material need. If our loving Father knows our needs, we can surely trust him for them. And note, we are not talking here about our wants. God will provide our needs. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. God promises to provide for our needs, but we must first need to get our own priorities right. Sometimes our situation may be difficult or painful, yet we should trust in God to walk with us and hold our hand, to follow his example and use adversity to build our character and our faith. Do this, and we will have an increased intimacy with God and greater spiritual insight with which to encourage and affirm others. And worry will not bring happiness today. Give your entire attention to what God is doing right now, today. Don't occupy yourself with what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. Jesus tells us each day, we have, every day has enough trouble of its own. We must learn from yesterday to live today to hope for tomorrow. We cannot change what happened yesterday, and all of us here have a habit today of promising ourselves that we will do that important thing tomorrow. Jesus teaches us to take and appreciate life each day as it comes, 
rather than working towards a future theoretical day called tomorrow, when all might become perfect. Carpe diem, seize the day. The American Declaration of Independence famously declares a person's right to the pursuit of happiness. But as US President Benjamin Franklin wisely observed, the capture of happiness will always prove elusive. Perhaps if we stop pursuing happiness for a day or two, we could all take some time out to actually be happy. Hakuna Matata, what a wonderful phrase. Hakuna Matata ain't no passing craze. It means no worries for the rest of your days. It's our problem-free philosophy, Hakuna Matata. Let the gospel reading be your problem-free philosophy. Don't worry. Be happy. Amen.